Jeffrey. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. Deep within the city of Melbourne that was, hidden away underground in the bacon bunker, a group of people gathered together to mash together empty toilet paper rolls into what resembled tiger tanks, presenting them forward for approval uh, to be assigned with the tiger fear rule, only to be told, nine, 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 anyone who thinks the new tiger fear rule is great, get the fuck out the bunker. Three men were left standing in the room, looking around. This is the tale of their final days. Jesus, that's bleak. <laughs> Welcome to the Baker Burgers, oh. people. You're really doing intros again. <laughs> we are doing something different today. Uh, we are purely online, streaming, well, not live streaming, but recording from the virtual world as everyone unfortunately faces an increased lockdown across the globe. How are we yeah, doing, Yeah, so, well, I'm good. Since, since the last episode, I think last episode we were all like, yeah, this will be fine. It'll blow over. And it hasn't blown over. It's gotten so much worse. And now I think Australia's stage two lockdown. The UK has gotten even worse. America's about to go down in flames, which that'll be interesting to watch. China, China's stage four. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, China's going to have to answer some very, very interesting questions after all this is over. And, um, yeah, we will, you know, our hobby continues to grow. So we thought we'd just do an episode about how to deal with this current shit situation that we're living in. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I don't think we're what? alone in here. Who's what do you mean? Over in the corner. Look at that over there. Ugh. I thought we were the only three in the bunker. Who's nah, this there's a fourth. Is that is that my cue? Goodness <laughs> me, I was like busy, <laughs> busy slitting my wrists at this depressing... I mean, what's this? Like, well, we once started... To eat. We once started a juggernaut podcast with a joke about Hillsborough that we had to cut, and this tops that for bleakness. My goodness me. Hey, mate, you can only go up from here, trust me. Welcome. Um, Thank you for my welcome, everybody. It's me, Sheffy. It's Sheffy. We've got Sheffy. So go and suck a dick, Toe. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to steal my rooms, I'm going to come and steal you, Sheffy. I really badly wanted to come and join you guys um, and just talk about how much better and smoother and more prepared this operation was, but I, I can't in any in any honesty say any such thing. <laughs> you were no, deluded. Yeah, you were. I mean, we lied to you flat out. We said, no, we're a very professional, yeah. very, very well-oiled, you know, high-minded concept. Nah. But yeah, unfortunately, it's not the way it's going to go. Yeah, well, I'm very pleased to be here, and whether your listeners uh, decide that they're pleased that I was here remains to be seen. But it's, it was nice to it was nice to be invited, gentlemen. Uh, the the thing you need to remember about us is that we don't really care too much what our listeners think. It's all about what we enjoy. And uh, yeah, welcome here. Nah, it's good to be here. Absolutely. So, right. <clears throat> go, yeah, go ahead, Tristan. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover a bit of an episode today because everyone's kind of currently sitting around, locked in their house. I've 
pray to God that people who aren't essential are staying home because they fucking well should be. But, you know, the world continues to turn and um, we continue to be interested in the hobby. So we're going to do more of a hobby-centric episode uh, this turnaround and cover, you know, sort of how people are kind of dealing with um, what's what's currently happening and, you know, maybe how they're... Um, know how they're deciding to use all this free time that they may be uh, experiencing. Yeah, and also discussing ways that um, you can still get a bit of a gaming fix uh, while um, doing your bit for the globe and staying at home. Absolutely. So we're going to kick it off. Sneaky, you have recently um, launched a, a painting service, a painting studio. Is this correct? That, uh, yes, that's uh, that's right. So I've been um, very busily photographing uh, a whole stuff for old of of uh, gear that I've I've sold. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. Uh, the Facebook page, if you just search for Iron Harvest Studios, that's cool. You'll find I like it there. that. Um, I'll I'll share some some stuff around the the different Facebook groups and gradually get Instagram going. So, yeah, so I'm starting to work on uh, the first sort of jobs that are coming through. Is, is Sneaky dropping out or is that me? No, I think it might be Sneaky. Uh, folks, oh. our, as I said, it's our first time uh, doing it online, so there will be some glitches. Um, as we all know... <laughs> we all of them from Sneaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you know, we don't set a very high bar. So, um, our quality bar is quite yes, high. Our well, content that's true. Our, our quality bar low. is high. Our content <clears throat> is low. Yeah. And that's normally because when we record, normally we are in Sneaky's place and Sneaky is a wizard with setting up a mixing board and microphones and yada, yada, yada. This is going to be a little bit more difficult. So you're going to bear with us. I'm very sorry. So, yeah, Sneaky, you've got Iron Harvest going. Your shit is looking – I mean, your shit has always looked great. I mean, this is why you, you know, rumble me from time to time for best painted. But um, you getting any bites out there? I mean, you've got a bit of free time on your hands. So I imagine that people are going to be like, come paint an army for me. Yeah, well, um, like I say, I've, I've got, uh, got some Blitzkrieg Germans on the go. Lovely. So that's the first – Full full army through the door, but uh, there've been some some other nibbles. You know, I think uh, just as the word gets around, that'll start to pick up. Oh, I yeah. think once once Stalingrad comes out, you're going to be painting Soviets for a year, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has um yep. has that has when does that book drop? By the way, uh, it was due to drop at the beginning of April, I think. Uh, it, it went up for pre-order at the beginning of March, and so I want to say mi- early to mid-April. But then, uh, goodness knows what's going to happen with that. I can't imagine we're going to see it before May. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Warlord is actually um, shut shop for the time being with the current lockdown. Mm. Yes, they have indeed. Mm. Um, I know that you know, even though the book isn't out yet, Spurly is just like cranking out the memes like an absolute demon. Which is, but that's because that's because Spurly's running on a um, uh, he's running on a pity high because every other juggernaut is in stage three lockdown and is basically just getting away with doing the absolute least amount of work they can possibly do, um, except <laughs> Spurly, who's essential. And so Spurly is spending his day wearing a high vis and doing highlighter work and going around recording 
data or something for whatever the heck he does, something in health and safety. So we are constantly <laughs> filling our WhatsApp group with all of the amazing hobby stuff that we're doing and all yeah. of the amazing chats we're having on Discord in the middle of the day and just going, hey, Spurly, what's up? And his, his way of venting is by making quite poor quality memes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, there is a fantastic Bolt Action Memes page. Check it out on Facebook for a good laugh. Oh yeah, Spurly just cranks out the content. It's fucking amazing. It's exactly yeah, what it you is. need if you want to and cheer yourself up. He's not even read the Stalingrad book. He's just done it based off other podcasts, off the Warlord Games podcast and things. <laughs> so basically, listen to the Warlord Games podcast, um, and if your ears aren't bleeding at the end, you can make some terrible memes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you just mentioned that uh, thanks to being locked in, you guys are getting quite a lot of hobby done. Sheffy, what have you been working on? Um, well, I'd love to say that I was painting bolt action at the moment, but I'm really not. Am I allowed to talk honestly about what I'm actually doing, or yeah, do I have to talk it. about bolt action? So, um, th- in my defence, I did paint an entire army in a month for Gaz's event right at the beginning of um, for beginning of the end, back at the beginning of March. I painted a thousand points of late war Germans in the month of mm. February, and most of that was done in a week, in like the week before my birthday at the beginning of March. So, really, I've been taking a bit of a break from bolt action in March. I've painted. A- uh, most of a stew, but actually I've been painting the miniatures from Blackstone Fortress, the Warhammer Quest game, uh, which oh. I've been enjoying immensely until I started painting the Eldar mm. Ranger, who's white, a colour that you don't normally have to paint in bolt action, and I forgot just how much I hate painting <laughs> yeah. white. Yeah, so, I've seen um, some of the pictures you put up in the uh, Blackstone Fortress page. They're looking great. Oh, uh, yeah, I forget that you lot are, like, stalking us and, like, you're in all these different groups. You should have a special Blackstone Fortress Australia for all your Australian mates. <laughs> Stop um, imposing on us. I've actually got it sitting up on my shelf as well, although I'm yet to really build much or pay much. I started on the Rogue Trader and the Deacon and the um, the Navigator, and I got the Amble expansion for nostalgia's sake but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no basically the same um i got it for my birthday it was my birthday present to myself and um yeah i thought i, d- I just wanted to do it as a painting project to paint a whole bunch of different things nice and uh tristan how's your hobby looking unfortunately mate i am considered essential because i'm a plumber and it's been flat out um, work in the last week has only just started to slow down. Uh, now that more people are going into isolation, if they're in isolation, you can't go and work on the houses. Uh, fun story. Um, so right now I'm trying to dodge this thing like you wouldn't believe. And um, I got pulled off a job the other day and they said, you know, a work called me and said, you know, we need to go, we need you to get, you. Nah, we need you to go and fit a toilet for somebody. I said, yeah, it sounds fine. Send me the address. I got the address. Jumped in my little car, drove to the trade shop, picked up all the materials, and then walked out of the trade shop and thought, oh, I'll have lunch. I don't normally do that. I don't, you know, I normally have kind of lunch on the run, but I thought, no, nah, I'll go to Subway. It's down. I have my little six inch, and I, I walked into the shop, and it was air conditioned. And little acorn. There. My little, yeah, exactly right. Uh, my little acorn sub. And uh, essentially, I thought to myself, you know what? Um, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy my lunch. I'm going to have half hour for lunch. I never do that. Um, I normally work through. Um, I was just about to stand up and get ready to go and, you know, sort out and, you know, go and fit this toilet. Work calls me and say, and said, are you, are you at the, are you at the property? And I said, no, I'm sitting here at lunch. I said, oh, thank God for that. The client just called us. They've just now got a, um, they're just going into isolation with a, with a, with a possible positive test result. Ooh, so I hadn't stopped it at my lunch. 
Yeah, well, if I hadn't had my lunch, I would likely be in isolation at the moment and, um, yeah, worried sick that I'd given it to my wife and kid. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just because, it, yeah, because of the nature of our work, we've been kind of going pretty hard. Although, like I said, in the last week, it slowed down a fraction. Mm. And now I'm searching around desperately trying to find a British helmeted head so I can finish my... I found two metal ones for you. Excellent. I'm not going to knock that back. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know we'd certainly have some. <laughs> but shipping them from from the UK is a bit much. Yeah, my minister, my my boss has got coronavirus, so I'm avoiding him like the plague. As you would do. Well, he is the plague, essentially. He, he is. Yeah, we've been calling him cough rad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just been it's just been shit. Um, but here's the funny thing: I've actually I was meant to be at a wedding yesterday, which got cancelled. That's been pushed back to next year. So I've taken today off. I'd already taken today off, and um, my wife's taken it off. She's actually having a bit of a sleep in at the moment. And um, I'm looking at my hobby desk at the moment, thinking to myself, oh, I might get some hobby done today. Nice, so, nice. Mm, I'm going to, I've got, a, I think I've got three projects that I want to sort of, you know, put a bow on. I've got some British uh, Eighth Army vehicles that I want to finish basing. Uh, Robin, I want to finish off the rest of his um, home guard. I want that all done and finished and completed. And then I want to sort of start gluing together little British um, Eighth Army Desert Ratty type guys and uh, finish that off. Nice. So we'll see what happens. Mm, there's a fair bit going on today. And going forward, I want to finally get the um, Assault on Foy board sorted out. I've got all the foam core sitting there, all the MDF. But Very why nice. the hell not? I look That's forward what I'm up to, to. Uh, playing on it once um, things start down. Yeah, one day. Yeah, one day in the future. Just means I'm going to have to focus on paint some winter armies, I think. Absolutely. I think that'd be a great idea. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Rubes, what have you been doing? Um, speaking of winter armies, I actually painted up a squad of fins uh, this past week. Just for what? something different. Um, You're running on fins. on my shelf. And... Hang on. No, no, no. Hang on. Just, just rewind. You're running fins? Well, mate, you know I've got armies for pretty much everything, when... so... He I wants to play the game on easy mode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I've never, last... never played Fins. Um, I've, one of my early armies that I actually purchased and mainly secondhand was Fins, but I've never done anything with them, and I thought oh, I felt like paying something different. I've also painted is... up a um, European theatre Italian um, command group. So just for something no, different. Re- no, rewind. This is what happens, okay, and I want everyone in the radio land. <laughs> this is what happens when fucking Juggernaut Dan goes on some sort of fucking rant about how good the fins are. All of a sudden, all the Finnish players come crawling out of the woodwork, and meanwhile, a year ago, I was smashing out fins, and everyone's like, eh, you're a fucking cheesy git. Now everyone's like, ah, fins, bitches. Yeah, but they still I, I was prepared. Yeah. I was totally prepared to jump on the anti-rubes bandwagon. I, I completely agree with you, Tristan, if it weren't for the fact that he also painted Italians and that's like the complete yeah, other end of the spectrum for Finn. So it's like, so yeah, you, a perfect balance. You're, in my you're balancing it out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, you can't be angry at him because it's not like he goes, I'm going to go and find the most OP thing out there. He just goes, I'll find everything out there. Buy it all. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I've also been uh, painting up a heap of Polish armour for 1939. Um, some of the stuff I've got oh, yeah. printed out. I've still got, uh, I'm just looking now, uh, about eight or nine tanks to undercoat. Um, but I've gotten through a couple of tankettes, a couple of armoured cars, and a few other odds and ends, a few more Polish infantry as well. So, Lovely. But, um, again, yeah. What can, um, fit, 
Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what can 39 era tanks, um, can the poles take? You're basically limited to tankettes and armoured cars, aren't you? What can you get? Yeah, you've got the um, the TKS, which is a tankette, can have um, a machine gun or a um, light autocannon. Auto. Nice, yeah, well, but you specifically said tanks. Yeah, so I've got the um, 7TP. Um, I've got two versions so, so far. I've got the um, one with the light uh, AT gun and the one with the twin turret uh, MMGs. So on top India, of that, they've got some French tanks that they can take, the um, R35, H35, and the FT-17, which I've printed out. In the oh, I just don't. Before, no. no. <laughs> but then, you know, yeah, why, why would you want to go and do that to yourself? I mean, honestly... Yeah, I mean, when, when your army is going to the French book to look for decent tanks, you know, you're already doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, been chipping away at oh, that sounds cool, man. Um, moved the printer from my hobby room out into the garage, uh, burnt myself in several locations as I had tried to change a, a nozzle, which had jammed. Um, it's not. Uh, I rang you when you were doing that, didn't I? Like, yeah. I, I, I rang you. You picked up the phone just as it was like, oh, Jesus, what are you doing? Are you arresting somebody? No, I yeah. just burned myself in my printer. I, um, yeah, going back to the old uh, Fahrenheit, the uh, nozzle on my printer heat to 210 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, twice I got myself and got some nice little burn marks to show for it. So that's going to be your new nickname, mate. We're just going to call you Hot Nozzle. Hot cheese. There we go. I'll take hot cheese. Hot cheese. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So, Sheffy, for those who may not know, I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, we're sort of you know taking it as a as a. I guess as a given that you know our listeners know who you are. Um, we've we we've kind of. I want to say we've stolen you from the Juggernaut podcast, but we kind of haven't because you've had to kind of step away from that for you know for whatever reason. But um, do you want to give our listeners just a little bit of a, a brief kind of overview of like where you come from in a gaming sense? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I've been playing with the Juggernauts for about 10, 10 years, but I've been playing uh, war games basically for about 20, 22, 23 years now. Uh, I wow. started playing fantasy and games workshop games. Um, I sort of branched out into historical Napoleonic stuff when I was a teenager because, yeah, I was that guy. Um, <laughs> and then actually I even worked for Games Workshop at one point um, in one of the stores in the UK uh, around the time of sixth ed 40K. And it was when we were playing, we all just got a bit sick of playing when we joined the Sabres University Club, um, we got a bit sick of playing the same old games. And so when we stopped all going to that university and started meeting in Toph's Garage, <laughs> uh, which is where about eight of us met every week for about three years, um, we started playing bolt action. And I remember like Toph had been given a copy of the beta rules, I think, by somebody. And um, so he, Dan, and Pete, uh, three of the juggers, the other three juggers, they'd been playing bolt action under the beta rules and had even been up to Warlord Games before it had its nice new building, I think, to play it with them and test out some of the rules. And they were trying to get me to be interested, and I really couldn't be bothered. I was too busy painting um, uh, dwarves of what I'm a fantasy, I think. <laughs> and, um, and eventually they won, um, they won an uh, army box of some sort and gave me some of the bits from it. And I remember thinking, oh, that's how I got into bolt action, because basically they bribed me into it with a whole bunch of stuff. And so now, of Not course, I'm in the same boat as 
everyone else. I've got about 30 different armies. Um, but uh, what's funny is so the, the, the juggernauts, for those of you that don't know, are famous for being Britain's competitive bolt action people. Uh, we tend to go and we do tend to win a lot of the tournaments that we go and play at. We've won most of the GTs, loads of the different things. And I'm saying we as if I can claim any credit for it. Uh, I really can't. I am the normal gamer with three power gamers in that podcast. So um, <laughs> it's not about being... It's not about being uh, historical or anything like that. I don't, I don't care as much as the rest of them don't really care, unless it matters. But um, I, I just can't, I can't enjoy the power gaming aspect of bolt action as much as I just enjoy playing the game because it's a really cool combat system with the alternating mm. deployment. I like it. It's different. It's good fun. I like that all the units are functionally the same, um, and thus the skill is a bit more about dice management and about how you manoeuvre things around. And so uh, I don't know if that really answers the question. But I, I, I love playing war games. I have a lot of different games that I play. But Bolt Action is one of the most unique and distinctive ones, which is why we decided to make a podcast about it. And it's the one we all... Like, the gloves are off when we play that. Uh, and it's just hilarious fun. We've had some complete disasters and some complete steam rolls. We've had some games that have been won or lost in the first turn of Bolt Action, but it's a massive learning curve, and it's great fun. Unless you're playing Toph's Polish Cavalry, which are not fun, and need the cheesy sod, and they should be, like, smashed up in a bin somewhere, because... Uh, I mean, to be fair, it's not his fault. It's Warlord's fault for writing ridiculous rules, but it, yeah. they are a stupid army. Um, I won't mention what's sitting on my painting desk, then. Well, no, it's fine, because you've got, you've got Polish other stuff. It's like uh, Toph's got 1940s Bretonians, is what they are. I'm not sure if that's a weapon that'll land with everybody else, but it, it's a cavalry army and it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've got a squad of uh, Polish cavalry staring at me right now. Oh, God. Um, I, I'm only, I've only just finally started um, liking painting bolt actions. This is sort of a confession. We don't tend to talk much about painting on the, uh, on the Jugger podcast because actually painting is just the means to get your models on the board and smash face. But um, I really struggled through like the first two or three bolt action armies I had to paint them. I just couldn't make them look good. Uh, because I just spent my life painting Citadel miniatures and Napoleonics with like bright colours. I just could not do camo, could not make make them look good. And then eventually, I just decided to give up and I paint them in a sort of slightly insane comic book style now, which sort of works, though it's not to everyone's taste. Um, and I'm finally starting to enjoy it. That sounds like the way that I paint my miniatures. Very cartoony and very comic booky, and they just make some pop on the table. I mean, they're not historically accurate, but they look nice. Yeah, I mean, I th historically accurate is all, as anyone who's spent time on like World War II forums will know, is a flexible term. <laughs> because for some people, historically accurate means they're wearing green, they're carrying rifles. Historically accurate, for some people, it means that button is in the wrong place and what's oh, more God. is the worst colour, get out. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm definitely more the, yeah, I'll paint my panther pink, that'll be funny, sort of group of people. <laughs> The um the funny thing is that yeah like we've all come across those people from time to time and generally like I, mean, I used to get a bit sort of not upset but I, you know I would sort of try and sort of make my stuff look as historically accurate as possible but then after a while I just realised that if you just paint everything the same then every army just sort of blends together and I guess that was kind of the the idea in the Second World War because you know that way stuff was camouflaged and you couldn't hit it as easily but. Now I'm just like, I don't really give a shit. Yes. I, I respect 
the heck out of anyone who puts the details to, down to the point of like unit markings and things on their models i think yeah, more no. power to you it looks really good particularly if you've got a light box to photograph your models they look amazing mm. but if i'm playing you at a game of bolt action like i can't see that detail and anybody who tells you that they can see that detail on the other side of the board is lying out of their ass so um <laughs> basically you want the model to be clearly identifiable what it is and what it is carrying from a distance yep. of about two feet and if you fulfill that it's absolutely fine anything else is just personal taste and um yes. people see, who see people who gatekeep like, um, about it mm. i get ocd about getting the right color the like shade the right equipment etc etc but that's me that's for my stuff like i'm happy to face across the table someone that's painted that panther pink uh putting a bit of a pun on the table you know it's it's got no bearing on me i'm for me my enjoyment is the research um painting a story into it you know this this unit's uh equipped exactly as they were and you know like my blitzkrieg uh, 1940 um germans is an exact one-to-one uh of a platoon including uh, the chuck wagon the uh, i've got a horse-drawn supply cart which i put on the table it does nothing but give me an extra dice and makes a big target but um for me that's part of the story part of the history but again you want to put um, a bunch of tigers and king tigers against me and it's not historical, I'll still play it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like... It, well, no one's elitist about it. It's, but it's sort of no one want no one wants to be the gatekeeper of the hobby of how other people play it. So yeah, I'll play a uh, historical list, blue on blue. I've come, but, I've come across a few people like that. Oh, we all have. You know, I mean, they're out there, yeah. but I mean, teach their own as far as I'm concerned. And one thing I think you've got to be really careful about is when you're putting in, you know, references and puns and in-jokes and whatever, that not everyone will get it. Unless yeah. you've seen that, seen that TV program or whatever it is, it can be stupid as old fuck. I mean, I remember when, when I used to play 40K, um, it's about 10 years ago, when, uh, when In the Night Garden first came which is now that now that I, my family has young children in it, I've seen it and I'm like, this reminds me of when I used to do psychedelic drugs. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking strange. But they had built a greater demon as um, one of the, the things from the night guard, which is actually really funny now. But um, at the time I was just like, but what, what is that? Why, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how many times can you see a pink panther? you like yeah that no was fun. well yeah i kind of I, I completely agree i think so much of it's context driven like we're all very happy to muck about at the, at the at our local gaming club where we meet every week but like if we're going to a tournament or a theme day like we're not going to expect everyone to get our in jokes and things like that so it, 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 i wouldn't take my pink panther to a themed campaign day I'll take a proper mm-hmm. panther. Or actually, to be fair, I'm taking it to a themed campaign day. I wouldn't take a panther. I was going to say, <laughs> you're taking, if you're taking panthers? No, why? No, um, you take a panther four. It does the same job for 100 points less. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, that was a big distraction. So, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, here's a good example. There was an event that we went to recently, um, our juggers, and it, it started out life as a campaign day. It was going to be a themed campaign day, 1944, mm. the advance of Germany. And, yeah. uh, and it gradually morphed into a into a different event because of the number of people that were coming. And so it just ended up being a tournament loosely themed around late war. So everyone had bought late war forces. And one of the players bought um, Kelly's Heroes with oh, the yeah. Paul Sherman. And so what do you guys think about that? 
So it's, it's a gloves off tournament, but it had initially started life as a campaign day, and a couple of people went with that in mind. And yeah, we had this sort of Hollywood force in it. What What are the rules surrounding Opal though? Um, they're never, too good. I've never, I've, yeah. I, I mean, you know, listening to Pete in the last episode, it seemed like he was not all that happy. But um, yeah, I've never actually played. I've never. I don't think I've ever actually, actually played against like a special character. I've never played against a, a, a war porter. I've never played against any of those because people just don't take them down here. It's just not something that ever pops up. Um, as far as if it popped up in an event, well, if it's a gloves off event and it's allowed. Um, and the TOs allowed it. I mean, I, I've got to be careful here because, you know, with my, you know, recent record at CanCon, I can't come out and say, <laughs> oh, that's just, that's just bullshit. Um, if the TO allows it, the TO allows it, then it's a legal list and you should get on with it. But if it specifically says, you know, you may not take this, um, then, yeah, I don't know, maybe there's a case to answer. But, I mean, I'm no. probably just incriminated. I've probably just incriminated myself there, but whatever. No, I don't, I don't think – like, I'm not judging the guy because he was well within the, the rules and the spirit of the tournament for, for where sure. we'd gone. So, but at the same time, it, it felt odd when everybody else had got a broadly historical force in, in that particular instance uh, for, what, for the one person to not have. And so it's sort of – it's not that that was bad, but it definitely stuck out like the sore thumb among the armies. Yeah, sure. Um, mm. So it's sort of it's a, it's a bit odd. I'm saying that like, if I'd gone to that event, I wouldn't have been the guy to take Kelly's heroes. Um, respect to the guy who did, I think he won best army as well because he'd done a really good job of them and like got a display case and stuff. They looked I really cool, but they were um, they they sort of were an odd choice. I mean, it was a thousand points and it was four dice. Oh God, really? <laughs> yeah. And Pete and Pete struggled against four dice when he takes like I don't know like sixty dice and they're all. Yeah, so Pete had Pete had a tournament level Japanese list, which I think Pete will correct me on this had about sixteen dice. Yeah, yeah, and Pete lost to this four dice list, one of which is a tank. So that gives you an idea of what Kelly's heroes are like. I think he didn't have a favourable mission matchup either, but uh, yeah, it, do- it doesn't help. Yeah. That is true, and I, I mean, a lot of the ribbing that I'm giving to Pete at the moment is all very tongue in cheek. I mean, you know, I can think of. Uh, we had an event called BadgerCon a couple of years back where some Yahoo rolled up with was five or six dice and um, steamrolled over a bloke who had a lot more dice in the first round. Um, Rubes, who was that? Do you remember who that was? Sorry, what was that one? I said, I remember... <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. Um, I said, I remember... Uh, <laughs> I remember... <laughs> Uh, Hot nozzle just a... fucked your joke up really good. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> completely derailed me. Like I was trying to set Hari up for a really nice fall there, but you just completely ruined me. Um, yeah, so I mean, there is there is that kind of thing where you know if you'll you'll get an outlier and you don't really know how to deal with it. And I guess that's maybe some of the people that were complaining about my list for CanCon maybe felt that way. You know, there was something they weren't really prepared to deal with. But this is what it is. It's all water under the bridge now, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I'm mean, just listening to what, uh, I mean, 16 dice against, what, four or five dice. If that is a, um, you know, if you're sort of rolling in and it's a kill points mission and you don't really have enough AT to deal with that and, you know, you have, you, your opponent has really good rules to back him up, yeah, that's going to be, you're going to struggle. But, again, if the TO allowed it, believe yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got no beef with it. I'm just saying it felt odd. Um, mm. That's sort of what we were talking about. It's the things that fit, that feel weird. 
very, very interesting. Um, all right. So basically with – I'm packing up my hobby desk at the moment. I'm actually getting a lot of hobby done. This is good. Um, so I think that what we're going to try and sort of discuss is um, – I mean, Rubes has been looking at a couple of um, solo systems. Is that right, Rubes? Yeah. So when I first got into bolt action, um, lived in the middle of nowhere, didn't really know anyone in the scene, and um, – Thanks to I was trying to I was I was trying to get you in months. Took me months yeah, to get you in. Yep, both you and Hari uh, were trying to get me to come along with things, but I had a few, um, shall we say, sour experiences at uh, GW tournaments over the years, and was, I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I was not uh, interested in a competitive scene whatsoever. So. Um, not having any gamers around me, living in the middle of nowhere, traveling a lot to get to work, I um, ended up taking up solo gaming and looked at various ways of being able to play bolt action solo. Um, I was lucky enough, um, when I moved back to my parents' place, there was a nice big room where I could fit a 6x4 and an 8x4, and plenty of room around it, um, so I could leave games set up for, for days on end. Um, and yeah, so I started initially working on my own, um, player versus environment is what I was calling them. So PVE, uh, rules. And I came across a system called, uh, Platoon Forward, uh, by Two Fat Lardies. Now, um, for those that know, uh, or don't know, I should say, um, Two Fat Lardies are guys that, um, they put together Chain of Command, uh, which... I like to describe bolt action as Hollywood, um, chain of command as a bit more of a simulation. So shit. It's, sorry. <laughs> I said shit. <laughs> I just wanted to dump on chain of command. I've never played it. I just I have to take every opportunity I can to dump from chain on command, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's actually quite a good system. I, I've played quite a few games and I do actually enjoy it. But I like the Hollywood aspect of bolt action and rolling big tanks and guns and stuff across the um, the table, which you don't normally get in Chain of Command, because uh, it's while it's platoon based, uh, most of your big stuffs off the board as support. Which, all right, if cool. you're firing a 105 or a 155 howitzer, they're not going to be on the front line. They're going to be about four or five kilometers back. So um, I found platoon forward and uh, modified a few things and was able to play my own solo games as a result. Um, so the system's pretty simple. Uh, there's a chart for um, random terrain. So you divide your board into nine, roll some dice, and it tells you what bits of terrain or guidelines for terrain goes where. Um, the, now, the difference with using Platoon Forward over um, playing a one-on-one uh, bolt action game is that the forces aren't always balanced. So it gives you a bit more of a simulation of that fog of war, not quite knowing what you're facing. Um, basically, at the start of the game, the opposing force uh, are blips, um, and each blip kind of corresponds to a rough category. So you've got A blips, are usually infantry, um, B are usually support, and C are usually vehicles of some sort. But there's always a chance that there is actually nothing uh, there when you spot the blip, you roll on a chart, and it's quite possible that, um, yeah, there's nothing there. So I like to weave a bit of a story into it. 
Um, maybe the intel section got things wrong. They've, I'm expecting a, a massive enemy force that I'm pushing against or defending against, only to find that um, there's no one there. They're pulled out overnight, and I've got to walk in the park. Other times, I roll really badly, and I hit an armoured company. <laughs> then i got to decide with my forces, do I try to fight it out, or cut and run. Um, sometimes saving the troops below me is worth more than seizing a hill. It's, uh, I think that it, it, it's akin to playing, uh, it sounds like it's akin to playing a video game against an AI opponent. I mean, anyone who's yeah. ever played a, yeah. camp, a, a campaign is that the AI essentially almost becomes predictable in its nature because it only has a certain set of um, reactions and actions that it can sort of refer to, whereas a human player, you know, I mean, how often yeah. do we play bolt action where you're across the table from somebody and they do something completely unexpected which throws a spanner in the works and you're like, oh, well, I don't see that, that one, one coming. Limitation. I mean, the, yeah. the enemy only moves as I move them. So, and then that that's, can be a limitation with a lot of solo type systems is um, yeah. being honest it's one of the reasons yourself, you can't play chess against yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, you do know what the enemy's plan is. Um, but with this sort of system... I tend to play it as in I'll set the blips out where it seems logical that they'd be, you know, support weapons will be maybe not right in the front line. They'll have good arcs of fire. Vehicles will likely to start off sort of towards back or hidden um, or unless there's some good, again, lanes of fire. Um, but then it also depends if there's actually a unit there or not. Sometimes I set up blips in a really good defensive pattern only to find half of them aren't there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they they will only move and act as I I um, direct them. But I do try to play where I um I kind of put myself in the shoes. If I was the other team, this is what I've got. Uh, what would I do? Uh, it it does limit some of the surprise. Of, oh crap! That my opponent's pulled off a something I didn't yeah, really that's, expect. That, but that's uh, kind of where I'm at. It's you, you get to a point where I mean, and the thing is, like I. I see what you're. I see what you're uh, achieving here, and it's it's interesting. But it's just, I, I look given the given the limitations of you know what's going on right now. Um, oh wow! I just found two British helmeted heads. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, given the limitations of what we're dealing with at the moment with this whole COVID bullshit, um, and it is bullshit what we're all having to go through. Um, you know, we are going to have to rely on systems like this. And it's, you know, I, I, I put it down to, I remember when I was very, very young, I uh, got very, very sick and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't leave the house for like a week and I couldn't really have much to do with brothers and sisters because mum and dad were worried about me passing. I think it was like a really bad gastro. And I, you know, you sort of had to sort of spend a week in your room and it's like three by three. Um, and, you know, you sort of get bored and I feel like, oh, well, I'll just play chess against myself or something. And you can't because you can't, you know what you have planned. Um, you know, when I play bolt action, I have a sequence of events and I'm trying to sort of keep my hand hidden and it's difficult to replicate that when you yeah, are your own yeah. opponent and you know what you're trying to set up. So there are a couple other systems out there which I'm intending to check out. Um, so I'm not <laughs> next week, but then I'm off on some annual leave. So during the annual leave, Lovely. I'm looking to mm. check out a couple of new systems. Uh, one was two-hour war games. I've heard quite a few people rate that quite highly. Um, yep. I believe that may also have a limited sort of AI system um, yeah. to 
your enemy. Um, I've heard of a couple other systems for different eras and different other genres of um, war games that also uh, have AI systems, basic AI. Um, where, you know, you roll on a chart and that'll give you a rough determination of how it should move. Um, I've started working on similar charts based on ASL. So for those that don't know, ASL is a board and chit um, war game. Uh, Bullshit! Really that's uh, that's 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 what people used to ask each other when on on chat lines, wasn't it? <laughs> I know this. Yeah, I'm not enough to know that. <laughs> uh, so advanced, it's advanced squad leader, um, and the solo module off of that, um, it, it's quite a complex system. So the rule set for that comes in quite a large folder. Um, I've got them back of my parents actually. Um, you, you're looking at hundreds of pages of rules and all sorts of abbreviations and charts, and it's a it's a real, real boffins uh, war game. Um, but <laughs> the solo module does have things like um, you're rolling on the chart to see how the vehicles will act or how uh, infantry act, and it might be if if enemy visible, um, you roll on one chart. If enemy not visible, roll on another chart. And it might be things like if enemy visible, you, you roll a certain number, stay in place and fire or take cover or move to cover or withdraw. Or, and that gives a bit of a, a random sort of element to the AI. Um, so that's sort of something I've potted around with in, in the past of trying to write up um, some sort of AI chart, which that's something I'll also look at. Um, I've also done up a heap of random unit charts, um, which again, I've bo- borrowed from the ASL solo module and uh, been converting across to bolt action and sort of massaging it a bit better to suit bolt action. Um, so that when I reveal a blip um, on the board, I roll on the chart, the, well, the appropriate chart, and I don't know what I'm facing until I get a result. So I might roll on the tanks chart and I might be facing anything from, you know, Hands of one or two, all the way through to a tiger or a king tiger, depending on the year and and um, availability. It's interesting. It's oh, I'm, I I will be keen to hear back after you run a couple of rounds of this to kind of see how it how it sort of unfolds. Um, yeah, it's, before... the, um, it's the same system I was planning on running for us uh, for when I was going to run that um, campaign oh. for you with the airborne. So basically, I'd just be acting yeah. as the the enemy AI. Yeah, I mean, this was the pain in the ass. We had this all kind of sorted out, and then all of a sudden our country said, no, don't see anybody. You don't go anywhere. Just stay at home and put the telly on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll say... Did you... Yeah, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'll say this in defense of uh, solo play uh, for bolt action, because actually, like, it's something not something I've considered, really, Like because I've got the juggernauts, and they all live within 20 minutes of me. So it's kind of like I haven't ever needed to play it by myself but one of the things that does appeal is that actually i like the idea of setting up a board with two of my armies uh, uh get ready like so i know what the opponent is in advance do soviets versus germans because i've got both of those and just like get my camera out and take a bunch of photos of the game as i'm playing it so that i'm not entirely sure what's going to happen i'm not staging it i am pl- running a mission take a bunch of photos and do like a little battle report because i think one of the things that I really like about the Facebook community for Bolt Action is that everyone shares lots of pictures of battle reports. And usually there's no substance to them. Usually it's, oh, here's a picture of um, of our armies. And like with the greatest respect to the people who do it, no one cares who you are. 
We care about the pictures. We care about the what the models look like on the table. And I reckon with everyone having a little bit more time, a bit more patience, to be able to play through a solo game, record it photographically as you go, and then do a little type yeah. up of what you did, that's something that I would invest five to ten minutes in reading. And Absolutely. I'd enjoy it. And actually, that, that appeals to me in a way that the actual functionally playing the game by myself doesn't. But if I'm playing it for the purpose of telling an interesting story with pictures, yeah, I'm all game for that. I think that um, I think Russ does a little bit of that. He um, he sort of puts up a little blurb as to you know who fought who and you know how the you know how the sort of game unfolded and that and the other. He's quite good. And that's so, that's Actar, by the way. Yeah, um, there's also Actar's called Russell. Yes. Yeah, he's Russ. Oh, mate, he should stick with Actar. <laughs> well, that's what he does. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. You just got roasted there, son. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hey, actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, now with modern technology, there's also other ways you could do that. I mean, you could also, depending on um, setups, you could play over Skype with a camera. Um, it's not as going to be as accurate for um, measurements and things like that, but if one person's got a board and the other doesn't, you can set up uh, a webcam or uh, FaceTime or whatever and play a game that way. Uh, <laughs> I cannot like imagine that way. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about that. It's like, oh, you know, I'd like to shoot at those guys. I'm oh, sorry, mate, just out of range. Ooh, by an inch. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I, can't the- get the, I can't get the camera close enough to confirm, but trust me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is exactly what the juggers would do. Oh, mate, you foobard. Oh, not again, mate, you foobard. Two order checks in a row. Oh, you've rolled all, you've rolled all the ones. Oh, oh, look, it's my dice again. Six in a row. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> so, actually, I got my, my niece is um, keen on gaming, and I've played some campaigns of bolt action with her over the years. Um, I've recently got her into Battletech, um, of course, she lives up um, back up in Castlemaine, so a good two-hour drive away. Um, so we're actually planning to play some BattleTech over Skype. Um, so I've got all the maps and everything, and th- that's a little different because it's a hex-based game. Um, so yeah, but things like that you can do. Um, also, and I've seen it popping up a lot of late is the tabletop simulator, which you can get on Steam. Yeah, what a module what's for uh, Bolt Action. Now that I'm interested in, because like I got really, I got really desperate the other day, and my pay came through, kind of like just surfing around on Steam, and I just saw that the Dawn of War was up quite cheap. And I'm, oh god, yeah, okay, fair enough. I like real time strategy, and just kind of you know, hopefully we'll scratch an itch. But um, yeah, it's I'm really keen to see this tabletop simulator and how that sort of uh, goes together. Yeah, so is that something you've the, I think it's fairly limited at the moment, um, as in the choice of armies um, and the units that you can get from what I've read. Uh, but given everyone's now locked inside, I can guarantee there'll be someone out there that'll be start punching out um, new units and updating things to get it more in line with the current V2 and the current armies available. Um, so yeah, so with Tabletop Simulator, um, it allows you to play online. All the dice rolling and measurements are done within the game itself. Um, so you basically set up a, a table. Um, I don't have it as uh, myself, but I have watched a few videos on it and read a few um, sort of reviews of it. Um, you set up your tabletop based off a set of terrain. Um you actually get your miniatures. Um, you can place them around um, through the interface. 
and you basically can then zoom around the, the table um, as the game goes so you can look at different angles and the like. Uh, and it does all your calculations for your, your measurements, your dice rolls and that sort of stuff within the system. So there's another way that um, you can connect with someone. Um, you know, we're all um, being urged to remain at home um, and in some places are in lockdown and people are in isolation. But you can still reach out and play with someone on the other side of the globe. Oh, this is, I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, like, I'm really upset because my trip has been cancelled. I'm no longer going to the UK in July, August. We've cancelled accommodation, flights and car hire. Uh, we've got a credit for, so I am eventually going to come. I just, I just don't know when. Um, but I was, you know, very much looking forward to catching up with uh, all the juggers and getting a game in with um, uh, Toph and Dan. And yeah, likewise. Uh, yeah, it would have been great. I was, I was really upset when we, Nikki and I were talking about it, and I, the longest time I was trying to be. Positive, trying to say no, no it'll be and then we finally had this moment where we looked at each other and we just have to put this off and you know it's uh very it just it just pissed me off more than anything or something else. and then um yeah you kind of go oh but you know this could be you know a way that you know i could potentially you know have a game against you know one of the one of the juggers on the other side of the world so you know if if, if the person who actually designed the system is listening doubt it but congrats well done two thumbs up that's awesome and i'll look into that today yeah the um the system itself has a lot of modules and mods that you can download um so it's not just build mm. action there's i've seen pictures of um some of warlords other games like black powder and hail caesar being played through yep. it as well um i know 40k and warhammer um, of all different editions are on there um ton of board games and, and the like have all been converted across the tabletop simulator. So yeah, so um, if you're a bit sort of tech, technologically inclined or um, you know, prefer to play a bit more of a, a computer game than a, a board game per se, uh, there's an off button you can still get your gaming fix no matter what system you kind of like or like to play. Yeah, um, I, And that's, if that's you're a... good at a um, bit of programming, bit of modding, um, you know, feel free to jump on and spread the love by uh, maybe putting your favourite game into there or updating it if it's, um, if it's already there. Oh, mate, I have no doubt that, you know, if uh, Pete or Dan jump onto this thing in the next couple of days, there'll be fins and japs running around everywhere. <laughs> ruining <laughs> the game. Uh, bamboo Sphere Fighters. Exactly right. Bamboo Sphere Fighters and a squad of Kakapadios because two is just too yeah. much. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Dan was giving his rundown on the fins and the last judges episode as I sat there with googly eyes, just going just he's so right. And he, he's always bemoaning the fact that we never give him a shout out. So let, let this be the shout out. Dan, I love you in a very, very manly kind of way. And your views on the fins are just and I look forward to playing you. There you go. Sneaky, got any thoughts on solo game? Um, not a great deal. It's it's not really something that I've I've looked into. Well, well, shut up then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, while I'm bolt action related, uh, sneaky. I know you've played um, quite a bit of Saga. Is that something that can convert easily over to solo play? Yeah, yeah. Saga, I think, lends itself to that um, because there's not a great deal. Of, uh, the the mechanics all exist on the uh, on the boards. You know, so um, 
Yeah, I, I think it, it does. Um, yeah, but like I say, I'm just uh, stuck in... Saga is the, is the warband-based one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're it's most, nice we're, game. yeah, where most of the miniatures actually look like sneak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just angry men with axes. Just, you're going around yelling at each other. Yeah, there's we're, actually we're, a rule in uh, there's actually a rule in the uh, the main rule book that uh, that if ever there's a a dispute in the rules, the man with the biggest beard wins. So there you go. Oh mate, oh, I would have won that up until about six months. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, remind me never to play with Pete's mum. <laughs> Hang on, I'll let me quote Pete. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I only I had to throw that one out because I let you be really positive about them. And, like, I'll have to, I'll have to put Dan down as well in a minute because otherwise, oh, like, their heads too. are pretty big anyway. Oh, so yeah, you've got to no. throw the slams in when you can. Oh, no. I mean, look, if you, if, you want to, if you want to dish the dirt on the juggers, mate, you feel free. And, uh, and um, we will quite happily just sit here and eat popcorn, Jackson. Well, I'll, I'll happily say that, like, if you want to do TOEF, we need a whole episode dedicated to it because <laughs> there's a lot of dirt on that, man. <laughs> Maybe we can organise lot... some uh, bacon burgers after dark. Uh, no. Oh, like <laughs> oh, no, don't make a Hollyoaks reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost uh, as bad as the uh, Limp Biscuit one. <laughs> oh. There's, um, yeah, it's, it's a one man, one acorn. Uh, it's uh, I, I I'm I'm genuinely pissed off that I'm not coming because I was I was so looking forward just to rumbling tove and just giving you guys all shit. It would have been a great day, but you know we could often. Well, a- we, we were working on all of our Australian accents to like make you feel at oh, home. <laughs> well, I, here's I mean here's the other thing is um I think every time Dan puts on an Australian accent, he sounds South African. Um, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Yeah, like yeah, it absolutely. Time, is. Every time he opens his mouth, he thinks he sounds Australian, and he actually sounds—he sounds like he's from South Africa. Well, well sometimes really. he he does do the South Africa accent, oh, but yeah, it's sort of a good accent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all sort of um, offensive, that, generic co- colonial oh, accent, isn't it? Yeah, I was just <laughs> so, going to say it's, it's all sort of you know just casually racist. It's fine, you know. We, we'll... oh god! All right, moving on. So. Yep. So, Rubes, are you gonna are you gonna look into the tabletop simulator? Because it seems like yeah, it's I'll be your alley. Point. Um, I've, like I said, I've watched a few clips and read a few reviews, so it's something I'll start looking at in the next couple of weeks uh, when I've got that annual leave coming up in well week and a half now. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was really looking forward to it because your week and a half off. I think we had some. We were gonna catch up yeah, for a game or something, yeah, and then we, um, I was gonna run that uh, D Day campaign for your airborne. Mm. And then even today doing the podcast, it was going to be like, well, I'll come over to your place. We'll get a game in. We'll do some podcasting. We'll, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden it was like, the government said, no, don't do that. Yeah, but it's <laughs> also really good, of course. So, you know, if it you're is. listening out there great- and thinking about venturing out and visiting people, please don't. Um, stay at home. Yeah. Um, you know, the essential Flatten services the are out there. but um, So stay at home because they can't. We need to flatten the curve. Yeah. Um, Is that what they're saying now? Flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten the curve. So, um, the curve. while we were talking about uh, staying at home and solo gaming, uh, how do you keep your hojo up? Uh, way too early in the morning. Hojo? Yeah. <laughs> hojo! <laughs> hojo, they're, they're one of the uh, 
uh, Japanese clans in Shogun Total yeah. War, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at samurai on my painting desk as well, uh, which actually I am painting in the Hojo clan colours. Um, how do you keep your hobby mojo going uh, when you're at home? Um, sneaky, um, being our uh, resident uh, painting service. Um, do you want to take this one? How do you keep your mojo flowing? Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a job, um, so, or rather, this is my job. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, so that gives me a, a vested interest in turn, turnover. Um, I did have a bit of, as we were discussing last time, a little bit of a slump there, but I, I sort of just decided I need to really put. So um, uh, for me, it's the idea about um, clearing all of the unpatches out of my. So that's sort of my my. So, I'm right there. So to I'm clear right there your backlog you, and get you motivated, do you just line everything up and go, shit, that's a lot of models I've got to paint? Or you know, give some insight. Um, I, I, I just sort of put, uh, pull pull a section of it out and just go, right, this stays on the bench until it's done. You know, and and my, my problem is a lot of it's three quarters finished. And in a weird way, that's actually harder to finish than something that you've started. Yeah, yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Because, you I mean, the three quarters that you've done, chances are that's the fun three quarters. You know, yeah. now you're kind of getting through to the, you know, the stuff that's maybe not so fun. And, you know, you, I think that for me especially, like, I mean, with my LRDG and 8th Army, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, that army's done. I'm moving on from that. And, yeah, I'm still looking at, you know, sort of nearly 20 or 30 miniatures. I've still got to get all these, you know, vehicles based and this, that and the other. And it can be really, really hard to kind of find that motivation to kind of, Especially now with, I mean, the LRG is uh, the LRDG. Especially, I was going to bring that over and play the L- the LRDG at not two steps back because it's been put back for twelve months. I'm not hanging on to this army for that long. I'm going to, you know, yeah, sell yeah. it, move on, and do something different. So now I'm. It's even worse. I'm like, I just, I don't want this in my house anymore. I kind of want to, you know, do something different. And it can, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm with you though, sneaky. That you kind of just got to sort of muscle through it, and it can be unenjoyable. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it can be a chore, but you know, it, it's I, I get a real kick out of going right. That's done. Let's get the varnish out. Yes, I think I think that I need to be better at varnishing stuff because I've got because then it is done. You can't. It, you can never like go. Oh, I'm going to go fiddle with that again because once the varnish is on, you don't touch it. And I reckon that's a clean break. And I think I need that because I, I quite often I'm terrible for never considering anything finished. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't do the varnish thing. I, I, I don't think I've ever varnished a model. I think maybe, maybe way, way back when. Um, but I don't know. I just don't have that kind of, I mean, yeah, you can hit it with a dull coat, but then it's just an extra step and it's, I'll get bored with stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think for, for me, the big motivations, like um, the best bit of advice is like get in a chat group. So whether it's Discord live chat like we're using now or whether it's like WhatsApp or something like that or even the Facebook Messenger if you're like a crazy Luddite, then um, whatever floats your boat, get with people that do the hobby 
and like talk to them. So what so, you're saying is that um, people should head over to the Bacon Burgers uh, Discord channel, um, usually on Sunday evenings and Wednesday Wednesday evenings, and uh, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time, and join with a whole bunch of people and paint. Is that what you're saying there, Sheffy? Absolutely. Or if you'd like to do it with people who know what they're talking about. Oh, and, there we go. That's, that's what we're waiting for. And with the exception of, of Sneaky, who can paint like half decently as well, um, it's sort of, you want to be with the Juggers on their Discord, which has got a lot more people in it. Yeah, but you've got to get up at, um, you know, some god-awful no. yeah. oh. Or, like, friendly joshing aside, definitely get in a group of people who'll be on at the same time as you are. Because if you're in Australia listening to this now, if you're, like, an Aussie or a New Zealander listen, you don't want to be, like, in the Juggernaut Discord channel because none of us are going to be there because it's the middle of the night. So you want to be on with the bacon burgers. Go and get in with it. Actually, I've just had a quick t- quick look across at the channel. There's actually uh, four on the Juggers at the moment. Who's uh, who's in the Juggers? Uh, Petey's on. Um, he's playing the Division and a couple of others gaming. Yeah, with Brad, but no one cares about him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I don't... I, I don't know if Brad even listens to the Juggernaut podcast. I mean, I doubt he listens to this. Brad, if you're listening, you're like the hobo deformed brother who lives in the basement of the Juggernauts. Like we only pull you out of there, like to feed to feed you, or if we're if they're so desperate. Like Brad went with them to the uh, World Team Championships last year to Poland, and I'm pretty sure, and I know that Brad knows this. I'm pretty sure they asked everybody else. I mean, they asked me for goodness' sake, and like they, no one could go, so they had to take Brad. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god so, yeah, so if um, uh, you want to join in look it's been a little quiet the past couple of week or so because um, yeah. I've been at work a lot um, but uh, well, this speaking, is the... yeah, Wednesdays and Sundays um, evenings from 7 to 30pm um, Bacon Burgers uh, Discord channel is usually pretty pumping uh, the link is on our Facebook so head across there and yeah. um, it's pinned to the top so this yeah. is the this is, uh, this is the annoying this is the annoying thing though like I mean Rubes and I are essential industry so I mean we work like a lot um, so yeah if I can, if I can get on yeah or well, you are um, and I mean you are essential chefy um, and but yeah like when when I get home for like it's like I've actually got the time to kind of sit down until about sort of maybe nine o'clock our time and then my wife and I are kind of looking at each other going well how was your day because she's working. Now, which is which is interesting to say the least, um, and you know, by the time you get to the end of the day, oh, my, this is the other reason I hobby done is rash. By the end of the day, I get home and I'm just like I, I can barely bring myself just to my hobby desk alone. You know, sort of drag the paintbrushes out and start you know carving away at your know, project. It's difficult. It is, yeah, um, and that's why I find jumping on and chatting to people who are also doing the hobby. It's it's kind of a bit of a a motivation, you know, like sort of, I suppose a pack mentality yeah. kind of pushes you along a bit. It's like I'm sitting here talking hobby or just talking shit and um, it becomes a bit of a relaxation and a switch off for me. Yeah. Mm, Don't underestimate the power of guilt either. Like <laughs> the, um, uh, the, the other thing I'd say that's like a genuine piece of advice is actually one of the things that's quite good to do is just to 
put a hobby project in a big chunk because what a lot of people i think have done in the last two weeks is go ah good opportunity to paint i'll get out my gray pile and just got it all out and the size of it is just overwhelming and it, i think that's a bad thing to do i think take like a contained project that that like something you'd set yourself uh, like a couple of months to do and like say i'll do that in the quarantine period and then actually that's achievable so like my quarantine project is to paint the entirety of blackstone fortress and uh, the expansions which i own two of them um that's about 120 models i think and that's doable and then everything else i paint then is a bonus so i know that the thing i'm painting after that is the rest of my bolt action germans so my late war germans i've got about two and a half thousand points of just infantry so not even with any tanks or anything um just about two and a half thousand points and i know that i've got about 1500 of it done so i've done the majority of the work i just know that i'm looking at like three squads of volks grenadiers and like a couple of support weapons teams and things but it's contained and then it will be done so i know that i can do that chunk rather than just say oh i'm going to paint all my bolt action that i haven't done yet no i'll paint that little bit of bolt action then if i've done that i'll finish my soviets then if i've done that i will finish something else and little bits and pieces will work that's the way to do it. It's just to carve away to slowly, because just to, if you try and take on too much, it becomes soul crushing, and then you kind of look at it and go. I mean, this is where I have to like. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. The only way I'm going to do it is because I'm on your podcast. If I was on Juggernaut podcast, you wouldn't catch me saying this. But actually, <laughs> this is one of the things that Topher's really good at. Like his painting may not be the best, and he may not have earned those painting awards. But without <laughs> without a doubt, the man is a committed with the brush. And if he says I'm going to paint eighty Fox Grenadiers, he will sit down and he will production line eighty Fox Grenadiers in a week. Like the man's insane. He's got like 150 skinks, like lizardman skinks, and he did them almost all in like one sitting, and just Good like Lord. painting the the same thing again and again and again. And I cannot do that. Like I struggle with five models on a production line, and mm. he can do it with a hundred. And respect to him, I cannot do that, and I wish that I could. But if I think that I'm going to be like him. I will get it wrong and I'll only be annoyed with myself. So I know if I say I'm going to paint a hundred of this model, then I'm only going to set myself up to fail. Mm. Know your limits. That, that is exactly right. Is you know, don't sort of you know bite off more than you can chew because you eventually end up doing yourself a disservice. Either you'll um, you know sort of start carving through it and do what I've done plenty of times, and you know get to a point where, and then you know the back half of the army looks very very, pretty, or you just sort of lose focus. All of a sudden, you don't sit at your hobby desk for three months, and then oh, I've got an event coming up. Jeez, I better get onto that, and then you you know sort of rush for. T- yeah, well, you, so, you end yeah, up just, with a half dozen, three quarter finished projects. Exactly right. So you just want to try and do it, you know, sort of manageable chunks, manageable chunks, and just you know sort of carve away at it that way. Don't, what you don't do is take pictures of your boxes, especially if they're unopened, <laughs> and, and 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 put them on Facebook pages because. Well, no, it's, and no, no, no. It's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. It's it's safe to do that on the Bolt Action, you know, international page. You can do it out there because nobody, yeah, but the, nobody can tag. Yeah. They can't tag you in anything. Yeah. Jesus, I, I, I tag I tag Spurly to tag you, and I got I, I got a reprimand. I was just like, this is just craziness. 
At, at least they're consistent. <laughs> if, if you want to yeah. take this into a rant about the bot action admins, the thing is that they're inconsistent. At least the international ones are like, oh, you've tagged someone, ban. Oh, it's a meme, yeah. ban. It yeah. may be yeah. very fascistic, but it's consistent. You know that's what you're going to get, so no one messes yeah. with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't fault you on that. Um, yeah, whatever, I'm, just, I'm not going to get into it too much. It's, no. <laughs> they, they seem allergic to fun, I'll just I'll say that much. Because <laughs> it's a historical war game, you're not allowed to have fun. No, 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 it's not fun at all. It's meant to be, you know, very, very serious. Just be thankful it's not a um, Napoleonic game, then. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. There you go. It's, it's, I've, you guys were talking about Chain of Command before. I think I've played. I've I've been introduced to Chain of Command once through a local gaming group, and the experience was not great. And the 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 people that I was playing with, uh, just. It gave me a very, very. It just wasn't a good experience, and hence the, the reason I haven't really sort of returned to Chain of Command at all. Yeah, that's exactly my problem with it as well. Is that my experience of Chain of Command and my understanding of it is almost entirely shaped by people who have done nothing but try to make me hate it. Sort of. Yeah. So, like, because the biggest advocates for Chain of Command in the Bolt Action online community are people who are really unjustified in their criticism of Bolt Action. So it's yeah. always framed in that way. It's always kind of, yeah. oh, this game that's not meant to be realistic. Uh, it's not actually very realistic, so I'm going to go and play something that is. It's like, well, yeah, good for you. It's not a yeah. realistic game. And no, we all so, know that. So in, in your head, you build up a picture that all the people who play Chain of Command are brain-dead morons. And I know yeah. that's not true, but it really does mm. colour my uh, my experience and my desire to play that game because all the people that I know are playing it are people that I think, well, I don't know, might live in New Zealand. A <laughs> <laughs> bit of a shot, Sneaky. There, are you going to take that line oh. down, Sneaky? Yeah. Just checking, he's still here. Too early in the morning. Too early in the morning to get worked up. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not a compliment, Sneaky, but you're the Luke of the Bacon Burgers. <laughs> oh, am I, I lukewarm? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the thing is, I, I remember uh, ages ago, um, Garrett and I went down to demo Bolt Action to a local gaming group. And we went in there, and Garrett went down one end of the table and started um, running them through like a, just a very, very basic Tank Wars game. And I was at the other end doing an infantry-based game, and I was just cast my eyes down every so often. And the the amount of um, belly aching that a Sherman had managed to destroy a tiger—I mean, they'd rolled exceptionally high. Um, and oh my god, it was just no, that's not realistic. That would never ever happen. That was just like it's a game, mate. Like you know, it's it's not a true life simulator. If it was a true life simulator, it would be it would be completely different. We'd be playing in you know ranges like this. It would be. But yeah, some people just don't know how to say it was just a bit of a, a bit of a you know a bit of a laugh that's, and a bit of fun. And that's why I always preface um, when I describe bolt action people who don't play, um, but do know a bit of historical wargaming is that bolt action is Hollywood. Um, you mm. want big explosions, big tanks, um, you know, point blank firing artillery, and a bit of excitement. That's bolt action. If you want a simulation of what it's like to run a platoon in World War Two. Chain of Command. Um, like I said, I've played quite a few games of Chain of Command, and I really do like the system. Um, but for me, Bolt Action is my preferable choice because I like that Hollywood aspect of um, running tanks. Um, yeah, 
point blank sort of thing, um, which you don't normally get. Um, you have a, a limited scope with what you run with chain command compared to bolt action. And I like some of the real oddities and um, oddball vehicles that um, in, in the real theatre of war in World War Two would be in the back lines um, firing from you know, two kilometres away while the infantry go forward sort of thing. I like that real, hey, that's different. You don't normally see one of those um, aspect of the, the Hollywood sort of slope on um, bolt action. But that, yeah. that's the whole purpose of bolt action is you want to be able to put the iconic units, the units that you know, exactly. the, fa- the famous units on the board. So um, more power to you for it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, well, we haven't gone down as many rabbit holes this episode as the last one, which is no. I think we had to. I think we had to kind of. Um, we had to curtail it, I mean, considering the last episode. I sat in the car at one stage there because you know listening back to the episode. I think it was something like eighteen rabbit holes we went down in the. In, <laughs> it was just incredible. Yeah, I think we were. Was, uh, it was a good was, episode. I, it was a lot of fun. I hope you're not suggesting that I'm a good influence. <laughs> We, uh, we 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 talked about having you back a little bit more frequently because you know. Um... <laughs> um, no, I'm afraid I'm afraid I can't. I'm just guest. I'm a guest here, uh, yeah. not a permanent host. Get 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 uh, guest with privileges. Yeah. Um, so... A particularly toxic fart that's outstaying <laughs> its welcome. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. All right, so I mean, going forward, um, I really hate. Sort of, uh, I, do, I do genuinely not like this, but I think that it is a good idea considering the, the period that we live in. Is I've never been one for, you know, sort of any kind of hobby pledge. But, um, oh, that... oh, whoa, 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 stop. Are, are we doing hobby blobby lobby? Oh. Is, is that all we're about to do? <laughs> But this bit with the pledges, you don't make a pledge that you're not prepared to make a forfeit for. As well, well if you thing, it. Like, here's the thing: is is if you don't complete this pledge, you know, I can quite happily say, "Well, I'll take a veteran MMG to the next event." I don't know when the next event will be. I mean, the, the next event that we possibly every event got cancelled. And then we had the one event, which was um, Badgicon, and Gus was like, it's going ahead, it's going ahead, up until about two days ago when he said, it's, it's not going <laughs> yeah. ahead. And that's what <laughs> the, happened the venue, with uh, WTC in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's, I mean, that's just kind of where we're at. It's like, you know, every event's been cancelled. But I think that, um, you know, if you want to jump on to, uh, if you want to jump on the, the, the Juggers page, the Juggers Discord, our page, or our Discord, anything like that, I'm going to make a pledge that I'm going to finish all, but by the time we record next, I'm going to base, I'm going to finish basing and painting all of my 8th Army vehicles. So that is, what is it, one, two, three, four, five vehicles base work for, finish off some painting, do a little bit of this, bit of that, and I'm going to make a start on the infantry to get this project finished and completed. You do that is my recording pledge. next Tuesday again, aren't you? I will do one vehicle. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Um, no, I'm relatively certain I can get this done today. This is why I'm making it's a relatively small pledge. But um, yeah, I think we're going to. Uh, I, I don't know the frequency of recording just at the moment, um, oh. given that, you know, things are, you know, maybe going to slow down. It just means that every episode will be very hobby centric and there's only so much hobby you can actually talk, um, you know, before uh, before people sort of say, say well, it just sounds exactly what you said, uh, what you said the last episode. 
But um, no, that's my that's my uh, in inverted commas pledge. I'm going to have a crack at getting um, these vehicles done, and you know maybe moving this project so I can start working on my my Deutsches Africa core. Oh, and, uh if you fail, what uh, what are the damages? Uh, I will uh, paint a tiny pot of Vegemite on one of your vehicles. Yes, done. That's yeah, done. No, I, I was I thought you were going to say paint paint a vehicle with a pot of Vegemite, but um, <laughs> no. I mean, they, 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 uh, they might like better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's so harsh. Your painting's good. Dude. <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. Cheers. Um, no, I uh, salty about it. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for that one to, to come out of the woodwork. Um, no, look, if, if I if I fail to meet this pledge, then yeah, the boys can. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'll throw this out. If I fail to make this pledge, I will leave it up to the juggernauts to uh, to 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 hand out a punishment. Because you we've stolen the top of them. I am. I am a brave man. Look at you go. Uh, but yeah, I will leave it up to the juggernauts to to handle out my punishment. It doesn't matter because I'm going to get this done today. So, whatever. And then I guess in the current climate, in isolation, who's going to really know if you succeed or fail? Well, I'll take photos. I'll I'll, I'll shoot photos to you guys. I will. I'll, I'll 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 play this honestly. I'll do this seriously. But I feel this is a good thing for me because I do need to. I do need to kick up the ass as far as getting stuff done. So yeah, um, yeah. If I fail to meet my pledge, the juggernauts have at me. Um, you guys can, you guys can write the list for the next event that I go to. I'll tell you what I've got, and you can write a list. That's how confident. Exciting. Nice. Um, well, I'll pledge to keep sticking to my one hour minimum of hobby a day. Um, of those long-time listeners, first of all, I pity you. Um, second of all, thank you for listening. Um, you might have recalled a couple, oh, maybe six or so months ago, I mentioned I'm OCD with my uh, hobby and I run a spreadsheet tracking everything I paint and the hours I spend across the year. So I pledge to keep sticking away at uh, a minimum of one hour a day. Um the hours will probably increase as uh, the world continues on the current path. But, um, yeah, so I'll aim to, uh, let's see, April's got 30 days. So April will have a minimum of 30 hours of hobby done in it. Lovely. Sneaky. Yeah, uh, well, I, I've uh, committed to particular timelines for, for clients, so... Kind of a kind of obliged <laughs> to stick with it. Um, Excellent. Particular lack of uh, anything else to do. I mean, I've, I've been shut in, shut in for months, so this is new to me. <laughs> yeah, well, this um, is this is uh, the, the modus operandi for you at the moment. So, I mean, I think this will be good. I'll make a pledge as well. Um, Go on. I'll make a pledge for you. Uh, I, I will pledge to have painted uh, this week. So before you do your next record, uh, I'll paint a squad of 10 volts grenadiers and I'll send you the picture over so you can put it up. Nice. Uh, we will do that. We will absolutely do I'm that. I'm also looking forward to seeing your completed Blackstone Fortress that might actually motivate me to get uh, cracking on it. It's going to take me a little bit longer than that. Uh, I did manage to paint two extra models today, but um, I, they're, they're going to be a slow burn thing. I want to get them done before June, maybe, that sort of time, before summer. Oh, but there's a lot of models. Painting um, Blackstone anytime soon, so yeah, so it's fine. No, it's very, very different painting that to painting bolt action. 
What is yeah. it? What's, I, I'm, I'm not aware of this. It's a, a, a interestingly relevant. Um, it's a solo, but you can play it with multiple people. Um, quest game. So, do you remember classic Space Hulk? Oh yeah, I've got that. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a little bit like that in that it, you're playing as a but you're playing as a series of adventurers trying to explore a, a defunct space station that's slightly sentient, and so all of your oh. explorers are different. So you've got eight different explorers, and then um, some of them are aliens, oh, so some of them are robots. It, it's cool. So it sounds like it sounds like a mashup between sort of um, Space Crusade and Hero Quest. Yes, Hero Quest is a very good comparison. So, uh, without wanting to like suck GW's dick too much, uh, like their Warhammer Quest games, like Silver Tower and stuff, are really good. Um, mm. And this is a Warhammer Quest game, so it's very much in the vein of Hero Quest. Um, oh, but, yeah, in space. Um, oh, the, the, the juggernauts don't like it. Generally speaking, it's not their sort of game. So they're going, "Oh, why are you wasting your time painting that?" It's like because I want to. It'll be fun. I want to. Do exactly it. right. Yeah, it's I mean, my it's, it's my vanity project. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not like that's, that's <laughs> I, I can't I can't like uh, shitly paint a thousand points of Polish cavalry in two days. <laughs> <laughs> you don't run around exposing yourself to elderly people. You're not like Tope at all. No, I, I can I can do basic maths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just poor old Tope. Coppinant, Coppinant, sweet, Coppinant, sweet. All right, you get- lads. Sorry, gotcha. No, no, no. I was just going to be sarcastic about the juggernauts more. You should wrap this up no, before because I can no, just go please. on for hours. No, 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 no. You, no, you, you, you have your look. You have your chefy dishes to dirt because uh, I just we haven't heard <laughs> enough about Pete yet. What's going on with Pete? Is he all right? Uh, Pete, Pete's having a, a having a good time actually because Pete is living the single man's life and he lives yeah. in his own house and he's working from home. Like I can't imagine the state Pete's house is in at the moment, oh. <laughs> frankly. But um, but actually, no, he's doing really well. The, tr- the trouble is, like, have a, a grip that will crush anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that is what I was going for. But the the, 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 the trouble is, and I, and I say this genuinely, like, they're, they're all really nice. But it's really easy to also like to to take fun and take cheap shots at Toph and Dan because they're sort of parody characters of themselves. Whereas Pete's just genuinely nice, whatever he does, and it's really annoying. Even when he plays bolt action, he's nice. Yeah. Um, whereas like Toph and Dan are both like they they deserve everything they get. But it's really hard to ha- it's really hard to hate on Pete. And the one thing I had on him, which is that every tournament that we'd both been at, I'd scored higher than him. I no longer have, so I can't even like throw that at him to wind him up. So I, yeah, n- there's no bad words about Pete. Oh, that's good. Other than the fact that he looks like Johnny Vegas. Yeah, see, that's a bit it's a bit unfair as well because um, he sort of looks a bit more like. Uh, Jumbo Chunk from the Goonies. Like, yeah, Pete looks like he should be. A, yeah, he should be able to do the shuffle shuffle. Um, oh. That's what. That's what Pete looks like. So Pete, Pete is a as a mashup of Johnny Vegas and Jeff Cohen. I love it. That's uh, yeah, yeah. P- uh, Pete is also um, a, an essential employee because he works for uh, like a big utility company. So uh, it's funny that he has to work. Like Toph's got the best job of all of us at the moment because Toph's the company Toph works for sells chemicals to um, to industry, and so Toph handles like what Toph's job is to tell people whether or not they can buy industrial strength chemicals or not. And so he's had people ringing up this week going, uh, "Can I buy um, all of the ingredients to make hand sanitizer in the back of my house?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would I sell you all of it?" 
Good God, we are living in a yeah. strange, strange time. Yeah, we really are. Very, very bizarre. But no, that, that, that lovely. Me, that well. That, that reminds me, Sheffy. I mean, you have a direct line to the man upstairs. Can you maybe just have a chat with him and just say, look, this has become awfully convenient. We've learned our lesson. Can you maybe just call this whole thing off now? Well, well, I was wondering when we were going to get to this. Um, I, I'd like to say, sort of, on behalf of the church for which I work, this um, disease was orchestrated and set up by the Vatican. And, uh, <laughs> the, pro- and the, pro- the proof of this is all around us, because when was the last time uh, 90% of mothers were at home with their children? When was the last time all abortion clinics were shut? When was the last time people were running low on contraception? I'm telling you, this is uh, straight from the Pope. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, I approve. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I, I, I will let you decide to uh, I- interpret the humour in that and whether or not it's sincere. Yeah. <laughs> because it is. It 100% uh, is. Sheffy is just a guest. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, he's, 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 he, in, he in no way speaks for us. <laughs> and I'll take <laughs> off my tinfoil hat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, leave it on, mate. You look better with it on. It's fine. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to go and watch um, Alex Jones' podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> I think on well, that note, we wake- might wrap it up. Um, yeah. Catch us on Facebook, uh, Bacon Burgers page, on Discord, uh, if you've got any questions, queries, complaints, direct them at Tristan. Uh, yep. I will <laughs> um, routinely ignore them. Yeah. Um, I hope you're all staying safe. Hope your families are all well. Um, you know, uh, take this opportunity to do some hobbies, spend some time with the family that you're around, and um, we will see you all on the other side. We will be putting out some episodes where we can. Um, so don't be worried. Um, uh, your ears won't heal. They will continue to bleed from hearing our voices over the airwaves. Sure. And, um, yeah. If I can jump in. Uh, Sheffy, at any stage, if you uh, want to come uh, come and grace us with your presence again, you're more than welcome. I, I would love to. As a as a reward, as a thank you for having me here, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing you out on the podcast if that's all right. I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, gonna end it in song. Uh, they're all laughing because they didn't know I was going to suggest this. So just no. leave the record running, and I'm gonna sing Rule Britannia terribly for you uh, to uh, to end your silly Australian colonial uh, podcast. <laughs> Take it away. Um, <laughs> uh, rule Britannia. Britannia rules the waves. Britons never, never, never shall be beaten at bolt action by you pathetic cronies. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> See y'all.
actually feeling it. We are um, live, rolling, rolling, rolling. Testing, testing. No, don't. It's the first person to sing Limp Bizkit gets kicked off the channel. <laughs> you can't kick me off the channel if I'm in charge of the channel. I know where you live, Ruben. I can be at your house in 20 <clears throat> Deep within the quiet city of Melbourne that was <laughs> hidden away in the bunk and bur- Scratch that, study. Deep within the city that was Melbourne, hidden away underground in the bu- bacon burger. 